0: Hey, listener. This podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18-plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers.
1: Hello, and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Natalia. I'm Tori. And today we're going to be going over and deep diving into Greed by Brooklyn Cross.
0: Greed is the first book in the Seven Sins series, and we are really excited to be showcasing that. Um, I was super excited for the whole series ever since I first heard it when it, that it was coming out. Fallen Angels and Demons are, that's, that's one of my go-tos. And there just isn't enough out there. Authors, if you're listening, write more.
1: Yeah, I really love that kind of stuff as well. Paranormal is sort of where I started off with reading in general. So paranormal's always been a put it in my veins kind of situation. I didn't know about this series, though, until you told me about it. Until you said, hey, you want to read this for the podcast? I said, uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You're much more into and on the, the pulse of things when it comes to book things. I just kind of scroll through and find stuff you actually know when things come out
0: (laughs) that's because I I have a little bit of OCD and I have to have everything organized because organization (laughs) is my jam
1: there Um, you go and I'm probably one of the least organized people you have ever met that's
0: why we work so well together yeah (laughs) circling back to greed I enjoyed it I think that I probably enjoyed it a little more than you did.
1: Yes, we've, we kind of spoke about this before. Not that I didn't enjoy it. I liked it. I just, I was expecting dark and it wasn't dark at all.
0: I will say that I have read all seven books in the series and I think I might classify maybe two of them as dark. So go into the rest of the series with that expectation. One of them is probably one of the darkest books I I think I can recall reading.
1: Yeah, you said that to me. I'm very interested. I in was it.
0: blown away, but the rest of them I didn't. You know, all of the all of the dark comes from gluttony, and most of the others have a lot of taboo, but not really dark. So having that adjustment yeah. might help a little.
1: It's just that for a fallen angel, right? That's what he was—a fallen angel right and somebody who was supposed to be this big bad one of the original sins he was a big cinnamon roll (laughs) please don't get me wrong and don't take offense to it it's not a bad thing i just wasn't expecting it i wasn't expecting such a soft hero (laughs) especially with the opening wasn't that opening incredible it was badass yeah i was i was for it and then i mean he liked to fuck a lot which is great for a romance novel but again one of the things I had a problem with in this book was they didn't have sex until 73% into the book.
0: I know. I know. (laughs) He does have sexual contact with other women.
1: Yes, which is fine and dandy.
0: For those of you who, who are, want a trigger warning, that's one. He doesn't cheat on her. They're not in a relationship, but he has met her and he does fuck other people.
1: And you guys should know by now, check triggers before diving into our episodes. They're in the show notes and you should check the, the triggers in the books anyway. So we're not your parents. It's called trigger warning romance. <laughs> Do your homework. Yes, no, I'm. there was plenty of sex. It's just I was... I just kept waiting for them to have sex. It was like 20% in. They hadn't even met yet. It was definitely a slow burn. It was a very slow burn. It is not my jam. I enjoy slow burns because I like to see the build. Yeah, I, I'm an instant gratification girl.
0: A lot of the books that I have read that are that I would consider to be fast burn tend to be less plot heavy and more smut heavy.
1: I like and there that. There
0: is absolutely <laughs> nothing wrong with that, but- I prefer the opposite. So listeners will get a good mix of both since you like the fast burn and I like the slow burn.
1: I mean, especially coming off of, um, we just read, uh, sweet depravity, uh, sweet, uh, sweet, whatever, sweet, any of them. They have sex in the first three pages (laughs) and all of them, maybe not the first three pages, but like the first chapter or the second chapter they've already met and he's already taking clothes off of her. Okay this i just wasn't prepared for it which which is on me because i went into it with the expectations of a a demon slash original sin slash fallen angel alpha and he was the complete opposite of that so
0: there are a couple of more cinnamon roll heroes in the series okay one of the books later on for sloth i have never read anything with a slothful hero it was very interesting
1: like how do you have sex slowly
0: well one of you sits there and the other (laughs) does all the work
1: oh he's one of those okay
0: only up to a point
1: and then it's okay bam oh okay like i said i'm very intrigued to begin with
0: it opens up with the scene between the war between heaven and hell yeah and
1: it it was it was just so badass It was definitely one of the best openings I've ever read because it was very movie-like and dramatic. It just, it was, it was really cool because it starts off with the hero being an angel angel, an actual archangel, and he's going to meet his girlfriend, I guess, Callista. And then on the way there, he meets this old angel named Shiloh, who I totally forgot was a, for some reason, when I was reading, when he felt onto earth and shiloh was there i like forgot shiloh was an angel and was an old man angel and i for some reason just thought shiloh was this cute girl up until he said old man and i was, I was like oh oh that shiloh
0: Super, <laughs> that could be confusing
1: yeah no it's it was just it was again completely my fault but but lucifer like starts shit and
0: he starts shit with a dragon oh my god it was so badass
1: I can't wait to to read about him. He gets a book, right? Oh, he's got a book and it is so good.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) I think that I laughed harder during Lucifer's book than any other book in the series. This was funny. And all of them have good laughter moments.
1: Anyway, please continue.
0: You don't really find out why Maddox falls until later on in the book. He sees the fight and he tells his girlfriend, you go hide until one of us comes to tell you it's okay. And she begs him not to go. She said, this, this is going to be bad. If you go, I just know something horrible is going to happen.
1: Yeah. She almost has like a sixth sense about these kinds of things, but he says, look, it's my job. I have to protect I'm the, I'm an archangel. And obviously Lucifer is here to start shit. I got to protect our people. And we don't really know what happens, but something happens. Well, the dragon blows the whole oh, gates up and stuff. It's, real cool we can't again you should read that part it's we can't really do it justice that was another thing i got real confused they had too many names everybody had six names
0: well all of the the angels or demons or heroes i guess is probably the best way since some of them are demons and some of them are fallen angels and they it's kind of bizarre to me about that and we've got one human hero so it kind of goes the gamut but that train of thought just left
1: They have too many names. They have too many
0: names. So they all have a minimum of two. Well, three, because they have their angel name. They have their fallen sin name. And then they have their human persona name. And I didn't understand that at first. And I was trying to figure out who everybody was as I was reading.
1: I still don't understand it. I don't understand why they can just have one name.
0: I don't understand why. I just accept that that's the way it is.
1: I just. It, too many names in my opinions okay I can't keep half the people straight in in a in a book that has one name for each character you want me to remember six names for different people <laughs> too many names he was Maddox then he was who else was he he was greed
0: and his human name was Riker And then they have Mammon, which is another word for greed or his title. I wasn't really clear on that.
1: Yeah, I I wasn't either. Uh, Too many names. But anyway... But we open up and he's doing some sort of businessy stuff. He's now a human slash, well, not really human, but he's a fallen angel and he's got like a real job.
0: And the way that the way that it seems to to fall through the series is that the sin absorbs the energy of the sins that the humans create. So his goal is to manufacture greed. So he has businesses and he's into gambling and he's into all sorts of of ascendry things. We started with him at his office
1: and this is the kind of stuff i don't really pay attention to in any book like all the businessy nonsense i just want to get to the kissing (laughs) so we find out he's like a very successful dude obviously and one of the the things i love is that he says from time to time he'll just venture over to wall street because those are like the greediest motherfuckers around and just stand around and absorb all the greed off those people
0: We get introduced to Nevin, who is Riker's right-hand man in the company, and his occasional fuck buddy. Nevin is also a demon, and he has a twin sister named Skye.
1: Who also has sex with everybody, and they have sex with each other, the brother and the sister.
0: I couldn't figure out how they played into the story, so I was very curious as I continued to read to find out how did they fit in yeah but after we have the business meeting then we switch to the 911 center where we meet minetta
1: or Minnie, as she likes to be called by her friends and she gets a really weird call from this guy named sam who's being chased by somebody through central park and he's just apologizing and he's saying please don't kill me and they're going to kill me. They're going to torture me. They're... He's saying all these horrible things that are going to happen to him. And he keeps apologizing for, I guess, doing like a hit and run on, on like a little girl. And he said, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. And she was like, wait, just tell me where you are. Tell me who's chasing you. And... But then she hears this weird sound and the line goes dead. The police get there because she dispatched police and they say they just found the phone and nobody around. Just the guy disappeared. It was a very strange occurrence to her, like really shook her.
0: During this bit, we also meet Jared, who is a complete and utter ball, and is very inappropriate to all of the women. And we find out that Minnie just puts up with it. And that concerned me for the first part of the book. She's a pushover. I really didn't like either character for quite a while. It took me a long time to to find a groove for each one of them because Minnie's a pushover with everybody. She is in a relationship with James and we meet him after, after work because she goes home to her house. And she finds that her boyfriend has made himself a key and made himself at home in her living room watching television. He has ordered pizza that he is not capable of paying for.
1: And he locked her dog in a room. That's when he completely lost me. I love dogs. You mess with my dog, you are dead. You mess with anybody's dog, you are dead. But yeah, she, I didn't really like her either, to be honest with you. She grew on me. But she was too much of like a goody-goody. But I guess she needed to be for the book. So it made sense.
0: Well, she takes Toby, Toby is her mastiff, out for a walk. And she kind of reflects over the call that she received, this mysterious call. And she, she's trying to go through all of the possibilities, you know, was the guy on something? Was it just a prank? And she couldn't figure anything out. But during that moment, I thought about how incredible the people who work at like the 911 centers and other public service industries like that, I can't imagine having the kind of pressure that those folks must have.
1: Yeah, I think that that is probably one of the most depressing jobs you'll you'll ever be able to do. I'm sure very rewarding because you get to help people, but it's just that job I would never be able to do. And uh, another kind of job I would never be able to do is be a any sort of neonatal nurse.
0: My anxiety would just not accept either of those.
1: Yeah, I... I have two, uh, as you guys know, I have two kids and uh, what you don't know is both my kids were born early and they were in NICU for the first I don't know, week, couple of weeks of their lives and they're fine. Everything is perfectly fine, but I, I have such respect for the NICU nurses and doctors, but specifically the nurses because they're with those babies 24 hours a day and they're just incredible. And I can't even begin to process how those people get to just go do that job and then go home and live their lives. It's baffling. And I feel like it's the same thing for people who work in those 911 centers.
0: Mr. Klein is an EMT.
1: Or EMTs or anything like that. It's just, it's crazy.
0: And he, he compartmentalizes very well. And I think that they have to. But my hats are off to anyone who works in industries like that. I don't have the ability to do it. And I am so thankful that you do. So we appreciate
1: you. Yeah, 100%. We sure do. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it either. I barely got through the NICU situation and they were my children. And I knew that they were going to be fine. Anyway, back to a smutty book.
0: Minnie takes Toby home. And when she gets home, she hears James on the phone telling someone, I miss you, love you too.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And she does have a little inkling that he's cheating on her, but he says no. No, it's just my mom, sweetie. Don't worry about it. I would never cheat on you. And even though she doesn't quite believe him, she doesn't want to start trouble because again, she's very non-confrontational and, and she admits it. She's a doormat. She's a complete doormat.
0: The moment I, I knew that I didn't like James, but she walks in, she she hears him on the phone with his side piece and she's like, well, I just came down to tell you that I'm going to bed. And he says, I thought I would at least get a blowjob out of tonight. I did fix the tap in your bathroom. And I just wanted to go through my screen at him.
1: Yeah. And she says, no, I'm just going to sleep. And then he, he does go up there and more or less, I mean, it's not a, I wouldn't say he rapes her, but she just kind of, she kind of just goes along with it. Just so depressing that people have to, like, we, we know people actually do that, right? It's just, and it's, I don't know. I don't know how people do it.
0: I come from an area where women are kind of taught to be submissive. So it's their duty to just kind of shut up and and deal with it. So I was one of those women who just put up with it because I didn't know that there was any other choice.
1: Oh, oh, I'm so sorry.
0: I was a people pleaser too. I couldn't say no to anybody. Um, I was the biggest doormat that you have ever met. So even though I don't particularly care for that trait with most of my heroines, I think that that's because it hits a little too close to home sometimes.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I can see how that could be because I was a pushover back when I was younger, not quite to that extent because it was when it was very young. And I just, I was also a people pleaser. I just wanted to make everybody happy and you can't make everybody happy, right? If you make one person happy, you're going to make the other person mad because you're making that person happy. It's just crazy. So it's it was nice to see her to to see her grow and become more assertive and be like i'm just gonna do this for me like screw you people and literally punch people and it's amazing but yeah so he has sex with her and it's horrible not like in a traumatic way yeah it's just very very but it's just not good
0: and she gets back to sleep because that was that was the goal
1: anyway what happens next
0: The next day is Wednesday.
1: Oh, Wednesday. I did enjoy Wednesday. It was quite a, I took a lot of notes on Wednesday. You talk about Wednesday then. Well, Wednesday is this day that our hero does work. He catches up on his paperwork, but he does it in a very interesting way. He does it by also at the same time having sex with like a hundred and some people. And he even says people because it's not always girls. He doesn't care what hole it is. As long as it's a hole. His whole purpose is because ever since he's fallen on and become this archangel, I think they say like they need to eat, they need to sleep. And they have all these human urges that are like tenfold. His dick is always hard and he's always wants to have sex. So he and Nevin, um, him and Nevin uh, work together and they get these these people and they they have sex with them while doing paperwork. at the same time
0: he has a bed brought into his office for his wednesdays yes
1: it was it was it was something
0: Now, I do want to say one thing. One of the things that I did not care for is that it's dual POV, but one is in first person and one is in third person. And that kind of screwed with my head a little bit. So if you're one of those people who are very particular about your point of views, just be aware of that going into it.
1: Yeah, that messed me up a little too, because I think it's also just because I'm so used to reading first person and it's usually doesn't switch until like each chapter is a different character. This was multiple characters and multiple POVs within the chapter. You could go from Riker's point of view to Mineta's point of view in the same chapter. It was, it was, it was a lot of head hopping, which it's fine. It's just that's what it was. But yeah and what I I took I loved that he took some pointers from Nevin because like I said he just wants people to come in and he wants to have sex with them but he doesn't want them to talk (laughs) he doesn't want them to annoy him (laughs) or address him and if you do get out and and obviously he is very good at sex guys He is an archangel after all, right? He's got to be good at sex.
0: And he has had lots of practice. I mean, I think in this one, this one Wednesday, he's hit 53 people, 53 women already.
1: Yeah. And he's been doing this for years, years. (laughs) And obviously all these women are like, like dying to get at him because he's just so good at sex and he gives them multiple orgasms and it's amazing so he makes a game out of it almost like how many times can i make this woman come before she more or less passes out or or just can't take anymore and there's a funny scene where this lady was talking to him too much so he just blacklisted her from from wednesdays and she lost it because she's only gotten to come like twice or something And then the other thing I found funny was Nevin had a whole system of how he categorized his ladies. The tags. Yes. They got pet dog tags. I I enjoyed this part. They got dog tags. And if, if he liked them and right I even mean, said, oh, that's actually quite a good system. Maybe I have to start doing something like this because obviously what I'm doing is not working because they're just talking too much. But that's that was Wednesday. And, you know, he got his work done. Sky
0: comes in and she says, you know, hump day is just a saying. It was she calls it like
1: FaceTimes them because Shiloh comes in with an iPad, I think. Oh, no, you're right. It, it was a Skype call. Yeah, because I remember Shiloh coming in because I thought it was a sexy lady and not an old man. <laughs> But yeah, she calls and she's like, hey, and what we understand as readers, but what he doesn't see is that she is quite jealous because she likes him a lot and she wants to have him all to herself. Maybe she'll share her, him with her brother, but that's pretty much it. I don't think she wants to share him with anybody else.
0: She calls them fuck friends and Riker says, eh, whatever she wants to say is fine. He doesn't realize that there's a problem until, until later.
1: Yeah she's clearly attached and he just lets he he doesn't even seem that into having sex with her he just th- honestly doesn't seem very into having sex with any of them i think it's more of like i said like it's just an urge he needs to do it because he's got this human urge to fuck people he's horny he needs to, it's more of like a mechanical thing he just needs to get it out of his system but because he's an archangel he apparently needs to have sex with like 80 people a day in order to get it out of his system <laughs> And then do they go to the club after that?
0: No, he gets rid of the women and he's like, I'm done with this. And.
1: Oh yeah. And he wants to fuck Nevin. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to have sex with you now.
0: And again, I noted that it was just a very interesting dynamic between him, Nevin and Sky that I was kind of intrigued by. And they weren't even really fuck buddies. They were just friends who fuck occasionally. I guess.
1: Yeah. That was interesting. I agree. Definitely an interesting but I've never read anything like that in a book.
0: I can't think of a time I have either. I think that Brooklyn Cross is incredibly creative from the different types of demons to the imagery that she creates to the the torture scene that we have later on. I just found everything to be so creative and fresh.
1: Yeah, and it was very well written. The everything was very well written. And I loved the the sexy stripper demon with the, yes. the pussy teeth of vagina. That was that was something. Something is right. We can get to it later, but I like the whole, like, you have to make them come and satisfy them before you can have sex with them.
0: We're back to Minnie at work, and she's leaving, thinking about James and, and how she really needs to to break things off. And she's going through a crosswalk, and a car comes sliding through and almost hits her. But she is pulled out of the way by this very attractive, incredible man.
1: Yeah, my, my note here was, I don't know if you remember that scene from Twilight, that's what I thought of. I did too. Was him crouched? Yeah, when when the car almost hits Bella and 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 Edward supermans it and crumples the car because that's what happened here. And I don't know if that's what she meant to do, but it was funny and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> But it's also raining and she's soaked through. Her shirt's all wet and sticky and it's like a wet t-shirt contest going on. And he notices and he's like, hey, like, let me, let me take, he's like, please, I have my car here. Let me take you home. And he starts flirting with her and she starts flirting back because he is really cute. And this is also where I got confused because I was like, wait, but I thought she was going to be with that other guy. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why is she? Why is, and actually I when this first happened, because they had 15,000 names, I at first thought, oh, is Riker also now Michael?
0: Yes. I didn't quite understand what was happening at first. It took me a little while to catch on to what Michael was doing.
1: Yes. Yes. And once, it, once I understood, I was like on board and I, I understood why, but I was like, wait, is this an MFM book? But this is when uh, she starts growing a little bit more of a backbone. And she says, she gives him her number and agrees to to see him again.
0: I cackled. He asks her if she's got plans. And she explains that she's going out with a friend for dinner. And she says, she thinks I don't get out enough and that my social life is deader than an orgy night at a convent. This time she did smack herself in the forehead because she couldn't have come off any worse than she already was. Yeah, it was funny. This is a funny book. But she's excited because she's met this hot new guy. She's got plans to, to get together. They're going to have coffee and maybe things are turning around for her.
1: Yeah. And she, this is when she also decides like, I'm definitely going to dump James. I'm going to do it next time I see him. And then she goes home and she walks the dog and then she goes and meets Penny. And
0: she and Penny have been friends for a while. Penny's her best friend. She also works at the call center. And Penny notices right away that something is different. She says, you seem more like your old self. And that gave me a lot of hope for Minnie. She says, you seem brighter, happier, more like the old you before you let that piece of mooching, cheating dog shit back into your orbit. And so I I think that part of Minnie's personality may have, have been not literally beaten into her, but definitely she has been taken advantage of to the point that maybe there's a reason why she is the way she is. And that... That was when I realized she might be able to turn it around. Penny wants to know about the guy. And so she's she's telling her and she asks his name. And she says, well, it was Michael. And Penny spews her drink.
1: Yeah, she's clearly shaken by this information because she had described him to her as well. How like attractive he was. He was like almost otherworldly attractive. And Penny was... Not a not happy all of a sudden. She was happy about it, and then once she found out who this possibly could be, she was not happy about it. But
0: no explanation is given at this point. So it leads you to wonder. I enjoyed that about this book. There were a lot of things that made me think and made me wonder as I was reading. My questions were all answered by the end of the book, but it wasn't just a severe information dump at the beginning. You found things out piecemeal, and that's that's not something that you find in every book that you read.
1: Yeah, the world building was done really smart because you knew just enough without knowing everything until the end. But we
0: switch back to Riker and he's gone to the fight club and yeah. parks his car. He's he's walking in. He goes past this, this restaurant and he feels this tingling sensation, I think is how they describe it. But he can't quite figure out where any of this is coming from because he doesn't, he says there's a random human walking into the pub, but that, that can't be it. And so I was curious at this point if this was going to turn into a Fated Mates kind of story. Because they definitely have some kind of physical reaction to each other.
1: And and then we get the whole Fight Club situation where he's, this is where we meet the other demon that was really cool. The bartender demon who is apparently really a great lay, but she's almost like a succubus and she won't let you go until you impregnate her. (laughs) It was really cool. All the demons were super cool
0: but we also meet sky in person
1: and she immediately hops on that d because they go into this booth this is where i was like super into it because they walk into this place and they go into the special place and there's already some demons sitting in the booth that he wants to sit in and all he has to do is look at them and they scurry away it's very alpha energy and then they all get into the booth and And Sky is sitting in his lap and she's trying to more or less have sex with him right there, which is fine. Like he doesn't mind, but he can't see the fight. (laughs) So he says, you make a better door than window. So if you really want this, you better get down there and do something else. Like get on your knees because I can't see.
0: (laughs) And she comments that he's an asshole and he's like, yeah, I am. And you keep coming back for it. So what does that say about you? But she apparently does give a good blowjob. There aren't specific details, but he definitely enjoys himself.
1: Yes, he does because he can't have a. He's ha- trying to have a conversation and he has to keep stopping because he can't think properly because he's talking to Nevin this whole time, which is another weird thing because she's just blowing him and her
0: brother. But she and Nevin have sex apparently so.
1: a lot of a lot of it because they had just had sex before they got there. I think Nevin even says, "Oh, don't let her, don't let her fool you," or you know.
0: Oh, what was it? I don't, She, my sister doesn't need servicing. I serviced her.
1: Six times. To- yeah, six times or something like that, which this makes sense for me, right? Like when these heroes have sex over and over and over again, because they're supernatural. So you can understand that they can do that.
0: Their recovery time makes sense.
1: Yes. But when we go into our human, normal human males that do that all the time, that's when I get a little confused. Again, no shame. I'm for it. I'm just, I'm just getting a dose of reality in guys.
0: Well, Nevin also tells Riker at this point that Skye's getting attached. And Riker starts looking at Sky's actions a little bit and thinks maybe, maybe there's a problem. Like I said, there's a lot of there there's a lot of, of head hopping here because we go back to Minnie. Minnie is volunteering at a triathlon and Penny shows up with chicken soup and she's like, why don't we go to the beach? Why don't we go shopping? We could even run a cabin. Let's, let's do something. And she's very insistent. And it becomes very clear that Penny wants to keep her away from the race.
1: Yeah, but she's dead set on going. So Penny just tags along. She's like, well, at least let me come with you then. And what I found interesting is that she brings her dog as well. She
0: takes Toby everywhere she's allowed to. And some places that she's not.
1: It was just interesting. Anyway, so then they're setting up. And lo and behold, of course, Riker is running this triathlon. Because not because he wants to run it for cancer or anything like that. But he wants to just show off and make these pitiful humans. What we've not said is that he hates humans. He hates them because father prefers them and coddles them. And uh, he does not like that. So any chance he gets to um, kind of show them up. Yeah. Show him up or put them in their place. He takes it. So that's why he's running the triathlon because he wants to uh, show father that he's so much better than these teeny. I like that. He, cu- he kept calling them hairless cats.
0: Yes. I thought that was funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he's running and guess what? That's how they meet. He runs up to her table <laughs> because he, and again, he got that weird feeling, that tangly feeling when he was running. And the closer he got to, her- to that table, the weirder the feeling got
0: of knocks into her and knocks her under the table because she's bent over and penny kind of oops and unfortunately instead of just oopsing under the table Minnie falls completely on the other side of the table and lands at Riker's feet.
1: And at these like super fancy expensive sneakers and she looks up into these amber eyes and it is he is the most again masculinist most beautifulest most amazingest most Attractive, minimalist, n- n- all the things—kind of person he's she's ever laid eyes on. He's just absolutely stunning.
0: And she gets so tongue-tied. She's like, "Do you want a drink? We have drinks. We have we have orange and we have blue. I don't know what blue is, but we yeah. have blue. And do you want a cup? I can get you a cup. We can we we've, we've got cups somewhere. Where are the cups?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I I become whenever I see anybody. Anybody attractive, male or female, I just get which is why you see me interacting with hot people on TikTok only and not in real life. <laughs> but then he's a complete asshole to her.
0: Well, he calls her Callista.
1: Oh yeah. He yells
0: at Toby to get him to stop barking. And he becomes a real asshole to Minnie. Yeah. And he says, You're human. Why are you wearing her face? And then he says there's no greed in you. What's wrong with you?
1: because she can feel greed and all and everybody has it except for her for some reason she doesn't have it at all
0: and Minnie gets smart with him she has no filter she might be she might be a people pleaser and she might not have a lot of backbone when it comes to most people she does not have that problem when it comes to Riker
1: yeah this is kind of where it turns where she's like excuse me how how dare you talk to me that way I have no idea who you're talking about I am not this Calista person
0: and he says, well, why don't you want me? Everybody wants me. Why don't you want me? And she's like, you need a better pickup line. I
1: was like, is this how you get all the ladies? And she's like, excuse me, I'm going to go get the cups after all, because <laughs> they couldn't find the cups. Penny has stepped away from the table at that point, And she's just staring. And Minnie says, did you do something to her? And he says to Aaron, or I don't know how to say it. Why well, would I care what she does?
0: No, why would I care what it does? Oh, what it does, yes. He doesn't
1: even give it a pronoun. Right, that's correct. And this is when I was like, ah, so Penny is something else as well. <laughs> yes. I had my suspicions, but this is where it was confirmed. <laughs> but the whole experience leaves them both shaken because he's just seen the love of his life in the flesh, just in human form. And I think with different hair because she has black hair and I think Callista had blonde hair. But- Otherwise, she looks exactly like Callista, and he's completely confuffled because she doesn't want him and she doesn't have any greed and he can't stop thinking about her. And she's pissed because she's attracted to him.
0: <laughs> but he continues on with the with the race, which, of course, he goes on to win.
1: Not even a fair fight, but OK. And
0: she keeps complaining about him. She's like, he was. Did you see? He was such a jerk. But you find out that Minnie is really a good person. She re- she finds the, the woman who's lagging behind the race and she stops to talk to her. The woman is there running because her daughter is in the hospital with cancer. Yeah, And they stop and she takes pictures for her. And she's just a very kind-hearted person.
1: Yeah, she's a very, I don't know, there's a saying for these types of heroines. Is it a Mary Sue or something like that? When they're just perfect? There's different types of categories of heroines and I got to look it up. Yeah. So Mary Sue is a type of female character who is depicted as unrealistically lacking in flaws or weaknesses. So yeah, she's like a perfect lady. So she's a little bit of a Mary Sue because uh, the only flaw she would have up until the point where she doesn't have it anymore is she's very weak-willed and she just is a pushover. But yeah, there's... I mean, like I said, there's all different types of of examples of characters. I really thought she was a very Mary Sue type of character. Because like I said, like she's volunteering at triathlons. She has this very respectable, not well-paying job where she's helping people whenever she can. She's very kind to everybody. She's just perfect, which no, he's the complete opposite. But it makes, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. She's, she has to be a Mary Sue for this book to work. She has to be a perfect and not a kind of person. No,
0: their relationship would not work otherwise.
1: And the end of the book wouldn't work either. So it's, no. it plays its role. But yeah, he, go, go ahead.
0: After the race, he sends Shiloh out to look for her.
1: He's like, I need you to find me this lady. He's like, I don't, the only thing I know about her is her name is Mineta. It can't be that common of a name. So go for it. And of course he's a demon, right? At this point or the fallen, water. I don't know what Shiloh is, but he's supernatural.
0: He's definitely a fallen angel, but I don't know if he would be considered a demon. I'm not sure how demons were classed because that wasn't, that didn't stay consistent from book to book, or I didn't see that it stayed consistent from book to book. Sometimes the sins were just sins and sometimes they were referred to as demons. And in one book, they're even, we get into fancy peens. Ooh. Yeah. I told you you're going to like gluttony. Oh. <sighs> I like a
1: fancy peen.
0: It, you've got fancy peens and all kinds of darkness.
1: I can't wait to read glut- Gluttony and. And plus, there's a lot of mine. <gasps> yes. Okay. okay. Let's just go to that one. Let's just go to that one. <laughs> get there okay i am excited about lust because i like Drethy's books in general so i like her writing i know she writes a good dark book so i think that's the one we're reading next right lust yes yeah i'm I'm all for that because i loved the quarantine series oh so did i i devoured those it like inhaled all of them i didn't read the last one because you told me not to because we're gonna read her for the podcast (laughs) but the first two i i i swallowed whole in like two days (laughs)
0: I loved Milo. Milo, oh, he was one of the ones that took very high on my list of book boyfriends. Put it in
1: my veins. That is a put it in my veins book because it's non-con. It's it's very mine. He is the epitome of mine and touch her and you'll die. It's oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Everybody go read Drethy's quarantine series. Now go read it. <laughs> but back to this book read uh where were we
0: we're at minnie's attack the first attack on her oh
1: yeah but she wakes up her house is freezing cold and all the lights are off and she's very confused because she looks outside and the only house on her whole block that doesn't seem to have power is hers
0: and she feels something watching her Mm -hmm. but she can't see anything she just sees the shadows so she gets a kitchen knife and she thinks maybe it's james just playing a joke on her
1: but it's not James. It's not James. It's some sort of creepy demon black shadowy thing with glowing eyes. And tentacles. Yeah. This part creeped me out like a whole bunch because I was reading it at night and I spoke very easily, guys. I don't watch horror movies. I don't watch anything scary because I have a very, very vivid imagination. Part of the reason why I love books so much, I think, because my imagination just takes off. So if I... If I read anything scary, if I watch anything scary, I'm, I'm convinced that that thing is going to kill me. So I was terrified laying in bed <laughs> in the dark. My note was tentacles
0: and not in a fun way.
1: No, not in a fun way
0: the tentacle leaps out at her and i think it hits the wall Mm -hmm. and cracks the tile behind her yeah and toby attacks it. yes
1: go toby toby to the rescue good job toby yeah toby saves her and then penny shows up and her eyes are glowing and her hair is floating yeah it's super superhero (laughs) e and she saves her this is where i got a little confused because her and toby like book it out of the house and they're running but then she wakes up in bed did i miss something Penny did that intentionally. Okay. Because she thought it would be easier. Okay. It, they explained it a little bit in a couple of chapters. Okay, yeah, cuz I was a little confused. <laughs> because I'm not going to lie to you, I kind of skipped some of this part because it was scary and I didn't I don't like being scared. <laughs> So this is why probably I missed that part because all I know is she was safe on the street and like walking with Toby. And then next thing I know is she's waking up in her bed and she thought she had a dream about it.
0: Did you did you get to the did you read the chapter with Riker being in hell between those two chapters?
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, I read it. I just like like I said, I kind of skimmed through the scary parts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm such a chicken.
0: It's one of your endearing qualities.
1: We'll keep ya. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> People underestimate how scared I am of stuff. I can't even watch The Mummy, which is like PG-13. I watched The Mummy when I was younger, I went with a friend of mine, and we left right at the part where the bugs crawled under the guy's skin. (sighs) Anyway, I just, I can't. The Mummy's not even that scary, and I couldn't watch it, so (laughs) that's how much of a chicken I am. So I can't watch anything scary. Or read anything scary, which is why I can't read some books that I want to, because they're too scary. Like,
0: is it just a paranormal that scares you? Or is it? No,
1: I just don't like anything scary. I can't do like people love serial um, killer documentaries. I can't watch them. Oh, those are my favorite. Yeah, I'm sure because you're a normal human being and a lot of women like them. I can't because I literally will think somebody's outside trying to kill me. I made my husband install a crazy security system into this house because I was convinced someone was going to murder me and my my kid because he went away for a bachelor party when, when I was, it was just me and my older daughter at the time and we live in a very safe neighborhood like it's fine but i could not sleep in this house with just me and my daughter (laughs) because when he's here i'm fine because he's here to to help me out and protect me like a good husband should but uh when he's gone for the night occasionally even with the security system i'm I'm a mess (laughs) we completely went on a tangent as you guys seem to like so enjoy (laughs) well we're
0: going to join Riker in hell yeah and We meet Brill, who is his second in command in hell. He's got Nevin in the corporate world, Shiloh in his everyday normal world, and Brill in hell. And apparently Brill leads the army and they've been having a problem finding appropriate demons to join the army. So Brill decides, he says, I realized we've been approaching the situation all wrong. And he gestures to the army that's behind him. And he says, these are all my demonies. These are all your kids. Yes, I found 1,000 suitable incubators for my donations. And this is the beginning of the result. I am birthing our army to the specs we desire. That is some commitment to your job.
1: Yeah, I also couldn't figure out what they needed this army for because that never came up again, did it?
0: I think that each of the kingdoms in hell have their own armies Okay, for fighting each other and preparation for the coming apocalypse. That was how I took it. I don't know that that's right, but that was that was my assumption. Makes sense.
1: Like I said, because I never really addressed it again. It was a cool concept and everything. I just, maybe it comes into play in the other books, but it was really cool because he was like, wow, that is definitely dedication. I'm, and he said, oh, wow, well, I like, I wish I had thought of this idea of like just impregnating a whole bunch of people and making demon army babies. Wow yeah and then he makes the head because he asks like are these people uh trained well like are these demons ready and he said like some are some are a work in progress Like, this is my my best guy he's definitely ready so he he tasks him with go steal me something from lucifer's castle and he goes and comes back with a a ruby from his throne of all places and that scene was amazing when he then shows up at, at lucifer's castle and he is bored out of his skull because he shows up at his castle and he's like, I just need I, the whole thing." time he's thinking, I just need to get this done fast, whatever his business is, and go back to Earth because he wants to find Mineta. He's obsessed. But when he gets there, he's really confused because it's like a frat party and a BDSM dungeon met and had a baby. That's what it looks like.
0: I have I actually have that one. The room was set up like a frat party and a kink club that decided to have a baby with a family game knife that was married to a carnival.
1: Yeah, They had sand from some sort of hell lake brought over and they had people playing half naked volleyball on it. And then they had a, this huge bed with a bunch of, I don't know, chains and shit. And then they had Jenga.
0: <laughs> no, the Jenga was a little
1: later. Yeah, but it was there. It was just very entertaining like i said the she wrote this perfectly because i could see it in my brain this whole thing
0: i don't i don't visualize a lot when i read i'm odd i believe because a lot of a lot of people that i talk to get very clear mental images but this book i was able to identify a lot of those images and for someone who doesn't do that often that was one of the draws to this for me
1: yeah it was it was very very descriptive and and you can visualize everything And this was probably one of my favorite scenes just because of the bizarre aspect of it it was a bonkers book a hundred percent and this scene right here is what i would say made it probably the most bonkers because like i said it was like a frat party a kink club a carnival and family game night all together and but he notes that and they keep calling him lucy which was kind of weird for me Lucy is acting kind of strange because he said, where is the dictator, the man who would rip your head off for looking at him the wrong way? Where was the master of the underworld who planned chaos and death, happily sucking souls up as readily as hellfire whiskey in his hand? Where was the blood on the floor and the stench of death as Lucy sat in his throne and barked out orders to torture more souls? What the hell happened to the man? Always expressing his displeasure over the number of souls coming to hell over going to heaven. And the sound of demons screaming as unspeakable things were done to their bodies. And where the fuck was the hellfire pit in the middle of the room that Lucy liked to toss those in that pissed him off so that he could watch their flesh burn from the screaming bodies? He was super confused.
0: This was not the man that he's known. And he goes through this entire description that Nat just read. And Lucifer's only comment
1: (laughs) was, so what do you think? You like what I've done with the place? (laughs) Gotten some new curtains. (laughs) This is where he thinks maybe he's depressed. And he's almost an empty nester, Lucifer. Like all his he's like, well, he's like, why did you create this all? And he's like, well, why not? Just because this is hell doesn't mean we can't have some fun, right? He's like, yeah, I agree.
0: And Riker being Riker was like, he says, so when was the last time you got laid? And Liz oh, all the time. That's not the problem. But
1: then he says, well, it has actually been a little while.
0: But it's not because I can't. It's my choice.
1: So he was like, is he bored? is he depressed maybe? Is that even possible? Can Lucifer be depressed? He didn't want to ask, but he had his suspicions, right? That something wasn't right. And for once he, because he, Lucifer was like, well, have you seen the other phone lately? You're also busy. He was definitely an empty nester. He's bored. Like all his friends left and aren't on earth and he has no one to play with. And Riker decides, well, let me cure him of his boredom and depression. And he's come up with his convoluted banana pants game (laughs) oh i cackled over this one this was very creative he called over a couple of lady demons and he said okay here are the rules we're gonna fuck these demons but to add to the excitement we're gonna be drinking at the same time and we're gonna be playing jenga And to play the game, you have to pull on one of those little pieces of wood and read what it says, say or do whatever, you know, that piece of wood says, and then you have to put it on top of it. Like we know how to play Jenga, right? You just don't know how to do the rest of it. At least I don't. Not at the same time. I'm not that talented.
0: No, this one was a new (laughs) one. And I'm an avid gamer. But for each time that you are successful at pulling out a piece, you take a swig of the whiskey. But no matter what, you can't stop fucking the girl.
1: And they proceed to do exactly that. And (laughs) Riker makes note that he's like, Well, I'm definitely not getting back to Earth for a couple of days. (laughs) Does this mean that they have sex for a couple of days straight? I took it to mean that way.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: They're all supernatural. I guess it makes sense, but I can't. That's too long. It's too long. (laughs)
0: I saw a meme where it was asking about how long do women want to have sex for? And one of the comments was two minutes is is an appropriate amount of time for insemination to occur. Anything else is vile and buggery or something like that. (laughs) And I just hee-hawed.
1: That's funny. Well, I saw, because you know me and TikTok. There was a TikTok where it was like an interviewing asking some girl on the street, how long, you know, how long do you want your partner to last in bed? And she said two hours at least. (laughs) Holy crap. And all the comments were like, girl, do you not have a life? Yeah. I don't know if we want to get too personal, but it's, that's way too long for me. Okay. Anything past like half an hour is way too much for me. I get a little too sensitive. (laughs) If you know my, what I mean. I think we do. And then it's just not pleasant. So and Mr. Savage liked to torture me that way. So he's a complete jerk off when it comes to that.
0: That's good to know. (laughs) I will remember that for the first time that I
1: meet him. There you go. Yeah, he's an ass. He and Mr. Klein will get along great. I'm sure they will. (laughs) Probably come up with new ways to torture us. (laughs) We should probably keep them apart.
0: But anyway, once more, we have to crest. And Minnie wakes up in her bed at home with the sun shining and she can't figure out what the fuck just happened. She races through her house and everything is perfect. Everything looks exactly the way that it should. And she isn't sure if she's more distressed by the fact that maybe nothing actually did happen and she made it up and it's all in her mind or maybe something actually did happen and that creature existed. But then she steps on a piece of, on a sliver of wood from the doorframe where one of the tentacles hit. And she realizes that even with as much as everything was cleaned up, something did actually happen. And that freaks her the fuck out. Yep. And she decides, I gotta get the hell out of here ASAP. And she takes off for her mom's house. Meanwhile, Riker gets back to Earth and he finds out that he was only gone for a week because time moves differently in hell. But Shiloh finds Minnie. He finds her home and her mail has piled up. There's nobody there. And he says, I don't I don't know where she's gone.
1: So Riker decides to go check it out himself at that point, I think. We we switch back to Minnie and her visit with her mom. We find out
0: about her dad who who died of cancer, and that left a very strong impression. She and her dad were really very close, so losing him was really very very hard.
1: Yeah, and we find out her mom has severe dementia, right? Yes, or Alzheimer's. Is it Alzheimer's? I think it's Alzheimer's. I believe it's Alzheimer's. Yeah, it's just not great for her <laughs> in
0: general. And then we go back to Riker, who goes to Minnie's house to tell her that it won't work between them. Yeah. (laughs) Somehow he has determined that she is at she she is wanting him because everybody wants him, right? Yep. So he goes to his to her house and he finds James.
1: And he is not pleased because his power is he can read people very, very well, right? He he knows everything about everybody. And he can just tell that this guy is a sloth. He's and he's greedy and he can tell that he's been cheating on her and he's got a baby mama with a baby on the way and he was gonna get her fired and like take over her job and just using her for all sorts of horrible reasons and he scares the crap out of him which I loved I don't know why he didn't just kill him out right because yeah, I was a little disappointed in that because especially since he is an original sin, like I keep going back to like, he was a very cinnamon rolly because he, he does threaten the crap out of him and says like, look, you're going to get out of here. You're never going to talk to her again. You're not going to get her fired. And uh, if I ever see you again, I'll make your life like miserable. I'm going to send you to literal hell. And you know, that's another thing. Like a lot of these people, like eventually when they find out about this, they don't question it. They're just like, oh yeah, okay, this is this is this is what's happening. This is this is right. This is chill. I don't know. They just accept things a little too easily. If a legitimate archangel showed himself to you, would you not think that you were going insane? I don't think my first thought would be, Oh, this must be true. I think my thought would be, uh, I think I'm going
0: crazy. <laughs> I would. I would definitely question my sanity. Or if I'm not crazy,
1: that person is. Yeah. But one of us is insane. They just accepted it a little too easily, in my opinion. But that's fine. We get it. It's a book. Otherwise, I think we spent the whole book convincing people. (laughs) But then he snoops around her house. And then we see him back at work talking to the guy that stole the $20 million. See, there was a lot of wheels and deals happening. And I did not find that necessary. Like, it's a little confusing because I didn't know like where the deals are happening and what was happening. That chapter is, doesn't really add a whole
0: lot to the, to the romance start. So I'm just going to skip it. Yeah. Let's go back to the kissing, which hasn't
1: happened yet,
0: by the way. <laughs> Riker follows Minnie to her mother's house and finds that she sold the house and she's not there. And he starts getting concerned and he questions Shiloh about what am I, what am I even doing? I don't chase girls. I don't chase anything. Everything comes to me. So what am I doing?
1: And Shiloh tells him that he should just, he's clearly can't stop thinking about her. So he should just go for it. Right?
0: Yeah. He says, I think you like her.
1: Yeah. And I mean, for fuck's sake, you're an archangel. You like her, just go get her that's what I mean about this book like he just he he was so soft He just let her do whatever she wanted if this was any of the kind of heroes that we're used to reading could you imagine Julian being like oh well she clearly just doesn't want me so I'm just gonna let her do her thing no you go there you drug her and you drag her kicking and screaming back to your lair god damn it
0: <laughs> well I think the problem is that Riker hasn't decided that he wants her
1: Yes, but he's even after he decided he wants her, he lets her walk.
0: He lets her date his brother. That's what makes him decide that he wants her. He doesn't really dig his heels in and decide, yeah, I want her, she's mine, until
1: he sees her out with Michael. Yes, and I did like that he said that she was his, but then he proceeded to let her go on the date with his brother, and then he let her walk away from him. She, he just let her, when they went on a date, I know we're skipping ahead, but it's fine. We can skip ahead because we're, we, we're behind anyway. Michael and her go on a date and they happen to run into Riker and Skye at the same fancy restaurant. Him and Michael don't get along, by the way. They're like arch enemies because Michael kicked him out of heaven, pretty much. (laughs) And then Michael asks if they want to join them for dinner. And he's, he says yes. And Sky's real confused because clearly she knows that they don't get along. And they go and sit down. And he's thinking this whole time, like, I want her. She's mine. She's mine. And then he lets her just sit there with his brother, Google and her. And then when his brother steps away conveniently, because as, as we know later on, his brother set this whole thing up more or less. He goes to step away and then Sky goes somewhere and it's just the two of them. And then she leaves and he lets her go. He lets her go. She (laughs) walks out of there on her human feet and this archangel just sits there and pines. Sorry, that rant over. Well, I'm just going to to gloss over a couple of things
0: before that, that we need to know. Minnie is worrying that she's crazy. She is afraid that she is suffering from dementia like her mom. And Penny is acting like nothing happened. And when she has coffee with Michael before the dinner date, he lets it slip that Riker's company donated something like $200,000 to the Cancer Society that the triathlon was for. So she wants to take a gift basket to Riker to say thank you. So she shows up with chocolate flowers and fruit shish kebabs i don't know why that meant that that detail stuck in my head but it was very clear to me i could picture it and she said i'm i'm here to give this to Riker." and they're like oh it's wednesday yeah go on up (laughs) and she notices that there's a line of women and she thinks that's a little odd but she goes to the receptionist and she's like i just want to drop this off oh we'll just go to the front of the line tell whoever's there that you're just dropping it off because you don't want them to get mad and then the door opens and she sees Riker fucking a woman from behind and
1: a bunch of half naked no a bunch of naked ladies stumble out of there and he sees her see him do it and it and again this is not the kind of hero that i'm used to guys he feels bad about it (laughs) He feels bad that she saw him in such a compromised position. She drops the basket of chocolate and whatever and the fruit and books it to the elevator. And he tries to chase after her, but there's a harem of wait, ladies trying to get at him. So he does not get to her in time.
0: Which brings us to the date with Michael that we've already discussed. But as she leaves, she leaves Riker at the restaurant, but Skye corners her on the way mm-hmm. home.
1: She in the parking garage, I think.
0: And says, stay away from him. And- Minnie's like I don't want him. I, I don't know what your problem is, but I don't want anything to do with him. And Sky just really she she threatens her if she doesn't stay away and if she keeps messing with its head.
1: Yeah, well, because what we also didn't talk about because I want my little rant is Sky kept saying these true but embarrassing things about riker about how he fucks real good and he like fucks all these ladies on wednesday and he he tells her he needs to talk to her in private and he says you're going to leave and you will not embarrass me like this again so he told he tells her off and she gets really defensive because i mean in her defense he's been fine with her talking like this before about him and they have sex constantly so why are you being so weird now I'm in front of this human of all people right so she's she feels threatened by her, rightfully so. And she tells her to, you know, she more or less peas on his leg and says, he's mine, stay away. <laughs> she's the alpha we need in this book. But that's when a uh, Penny shows up to save her again.
0: And Penny and Minetta go back to Penny's place because Penny stole Toby as insurance to get Manny to talk to her. She took the dog
1: back to her place. So many would have to go together. Reminded me of that scene from Descent. Yes. With the cat. (laughs) With the cat, yeah. They go pick up a bunch of food and go back to uh, Penny's apartment. And this is where Penny explains, quite literally, that there are demons and fallen angels. And she explains who Michael really is to her. That he is the Michael, which... I'm not a very good Christian, so I don't really know who Michael is. Is he like a fancy angel? He's kind of like the right hand of God, I believe. He is he is the the top on the angel hierarchy. He's like the vice president of angels? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're talking to someone who was brought up Soviet without religion. So I don't really know much of anything when it comes to this kind of stuff.
0: Catholic school was over in third grade for me. So I don't remember a whole lot either. So
1: this is what I mean. She explains it to her and she kind of just, it's like, oh, I'm, I did like the the whole part where she was like, wait, Michael S and the Michael, which is when I figured, oh, Michael must be like some special angel. Because she said, you're saying that I flirted with quite literally almost God. <laughs> she had dirty thoughts about a freaking
0: archangel and a fallen one. Was she going to go to hell? Would she never get the chance to go to heaven now that she knew one existed because of her dirty mind? Yeah, it was funny. I liked
1: it. But she kind of like just accepted it. (laughs) Okay. Demons exist. Archangels exist. Heaven exists for Christ's sake. All this shit actually exists. And she's just quite okay with it. And she
0: explains that there's a prophecy, but she doesn't really explain what the prophecy is, I believe. No, no, I don't think she does. But she explains that her her original assignment was to keep Minnie and Riker away from each other. And that's how she came to know Minnie. And she pushes Min- Minetta to leave. She says, you know, it's going to be dangerous for you because demons aren't going to want this to happen. Because of the prophecy, you're in danger. And I don't know if I can protect you by myself. So you need to, to start thinking about, you know, maybe it would be best if you move. And Minnie... Does take some time to process before she
1: gets to work the next morning. But I love that she actually goes to work. I know, right? Yeah. If I just found out all this shit existed, I'm sorry. I'm taking at least a, at least a week of vacation. <laughs> I can't process work while also processing all this information. But she's a Mary Sue, and she needs to go to work, so she goes well, to work.
0: Working will also give her something to focus on besides the heaven and health conflict. I guess. I don't know. That's just a guess. Yeah, I
1: just don't know if I'd be able to focus, (laughs) but.
0: Well, it it turns out she doesn't have to focus because she's not at work for very long. She gets to work and there are flowers everywhere. Yeah. Her
1: whole cubicle is full of flowers. She, I think that she does say it's like a jungle in there.
0: (laughs) And Jared, (sighs) jerkwad Jared comments something to the effect of you must be a really good fuck for somebody to send to spend all that money on you and
1: she decks right in the face
0: and she says i am through with your attitude you're not going to treat me this way you are not going to speak to me like that and he says i'll have you arrested for assault she says go ahead
1: try yeah you've been sexually harassing me and everybody else in this whole freaking company and everybody just saw what you said to me and what you have been saying and doing to me. So go ahead. And then then she does get arrested.
0: <laughs> Before she's arrested, we cut scene to
1: Riker, who is
0: acting like a 12-year-old. Boy. Oh, yes, this was funny. He's like, should I call her? Do you think she got them? What do I, what should I do? She, I mean, she should at least have texted me, right? Maybe she hasn't seen them. Maybe I should call her. I don't know if I should call her. Do you think I should call her? Charlotte, do you think... Surely, Shiloh, and Shiloh is just like I—I I don't know, but she's at yeah, work. Maybe
1: she's working because she's at work. She's not like you. She's actually working.
0: And so Riker calls. He calls nine one one and says, "Transfer me to minetta Johnson." Which
1: was hysterical. And they do—they <gasps> actually do transfer him.
0: Well, they, they tell him no at first, and he, he pulls out the the name card. I am Riker, whatever his last name was. He said, I sent the flowers, and if you don't transfer me to her, I am going to make your life hell. You won't work anywhere else. In yeah, the city. but
1: I do love that they actually transfer him to her, And he asks if she got the flowers, and she says, yes, thank you. They're now in their, I don't know, something like, now they're rightful homes. I'm sure they... Because what she did was she sent them all to a hospital. (laughs) She didn't want to keep them. So she literally sent them all to patients at a hospital who don't have family to visit them. You look confused.
0: I have a note, but I don't know what it's in regards to. It just says, what game is Michael playing? But I don't remember Michael being involved in this conversation at all. So I'm just going to pretend I didn't write that. Sounds good. Yeah, I don't think Michael had anything to do with this yet. But Minnie gets arrested at this point. Jared is indeed pressing assault charges. And so there are two police officers there to take her down to the station. And she gets suspended from her job. The guy says, I can't have someone who's violent working here. So you're out of luck. And the officers take her to the car and they drive off. But she does
1: say, please tell Penny because she needs to take care of my dog for me.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: So... And then they, they do take her to the station, but not quite because dun, 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 they're not actually cops. They're demons in disguise. They're demons and they're going to do a big murder on her.
0: And Minnie, poor innocent Minnie. She says, you can let me go. I'll stay away from him. And what I like was Minnie is not perfect. She does have a moment of pettiness where she blames Riker for this. She says, my life has gone to hell ever since I fell at his feet. I wish I had never met yep. him. And it was nice to see that she was human. Because I think that was the first bad thought that she's ever had about him. Yeah.
1: Well, she actually hasn't really had any good thoughts about him.
0: Well, do you blame no, her? Not at all. But she keeps her head. And they let
1: her go in like a field. Yeah. And they say run.
0: They have this this whole chase scene. Yeah. And it's not sexy chase n- scene. N-
1: not the kind I like. Mm -mm, no, this this chase scene did not do it for me. (laughs) No, it's like she's literally running for her life because they're going to murder her. They're not going to murder her with orgasms. And once again, Penny comes to save her. And she says, like, run, I can, you know, try and stop them. And she, she does run, but then she looks back and Michael is holding Penny by the throat and also fighting off the other demon at the same time. He's being all super... I don't know how do you how do you say it? super hero y <laughs> that'll work. But Minnie tells him all. Yeah, she comes. She turns back to him and is like, "Put down, my friend, you asshole." <laughs> oh, but we we missed the part where maybe this is why Michael's game came to you because after Riker hung up with Minnie, he's like, "I can't believe she cut me off. I can't believe she's." Doesn't want to date me. I can't believe Michael turned her against me. And Michael showed up at his office and he said, "Uh, she's cut me off too, Dan. (laughs) That's right. That's probably where where the Michael came from earlier. Anyway, so then Michael shows up and she's clearly pissed at Michael as well. Because she was pissed at him before, but now she's extra pissed at him because he's hurting her friend who saved her life multiple, multiple times. And Michael is kind of a cunt. Yeah, he's an ass. For an angel he's kind of an ass
0: i mean he comments about the fact that her shirt is wet again and he laughs at her and she threatens him she says let my friend go drop her or you're going to have to deal with yeah <laughs> and penny is just gobsmacked at the idea that this human is talking to michael that way and michael even tells her he says i like this side of you fiery but they do have the conversation where Michael makes Penny tell the truth about how she came to be friends with Minnie. And it was not exactly as Penny had originally described because Penny originally took the assignment to kill Minnie in exchange for her being able to become mortal so that she could die and be forgiven and then get back into heaven. And the reason that she was supposed to kill Minnie was because there's a prophecy that if the seven sins fall in love with a human, the apocalypse would be averted. So in order to bring about the apocalypse, which is what the, the demons in hell are trying to accomplish, the sins can't find their human counterpart.
1: So they tell her, like, you either stop the apocalypse from happening by dating Riker, or you don't, and the apocalypse will happen. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. And of course, she starts dating him because, A, it's a romance novel. We need them to date. And B, she is a very good person. So, of course, if she can save millions of people and literally stop the apocalypse from happening, she will.
0: And Minnie clarifies what Michael has been doing. So in case we as readers don't figure it out, she says, so what you're doing is you're goading your brother into dating me. And he says, yeah, pretty much. But maybe I just want him to be happy. So he does throw that in. And then he brings Minnie's dead father into things. And my note is, I like that the good guy isn't pure good, even if he's an archangel. Because in order to get Minnie to do what he wants, he says, what would your father want you to do? What would your father say?
1: Which was just a low blow. I think I liked Michael more than I liked Riker.
0: I can kind of see that. Michael is definitely far more interesting
1: because he has all of these
0: machinations and he's like a spider. Just wait until you to, till you get to him and, and later on in the, in the series. But while Minnie is running from demons, Riker has been taken back to hell where he finds that the guy in charge of his casino has built a new arena and is bringing humans down to hell to sacrifice them to zombie sharks. And
1: yeah, that was quite a scene. And the whole point of why this is so extra bad is because if they die down there, Their soul just stays in purgatory. It doesn't get to heaven or hell. It's just forever in purgatory because they died in hell. And he gets really pissed because the girl, one of the girls that was brought down to hell was really reminiscent of Minnie to him. Like she looked like her. And he more or less yelled at this guy and... Said like, oh, well, a, you're never doing this again, and then he did. He did murder him. <laughs> he no, didn't he
0: murdered. He threw him in for the shark to eat. Then he cuts him out of the shark and says, "Get rid of oh. these abominations." And by the way, you have lost all of your authority. Okay,
1: I see in my brain he just murdered him, but okay, cool. I like your way too.
0: <laughs> because he asks them, "How did that feel?" But then
1: his bat sense goes off and. He feels that Minnie is in danger. So he hightails it back to yeah. Earth. And he gets back and he's like, Shiloh, Shiloh, I need to I need to find her. Like, I feel like she's in danger. And Shiloh tells him, you actually have a visitor. So he's like, what kind of visitor is like the kind that you're looking for? <laughs> then they meet and uh, they decide more or less that they're going to start dating. It's it's done in a much more eloquent way that I just said. but.
0: And they do have a very nice moment just before he kisses her. And they have their first kiss, and they have a makeout session until he touches her and she winces. And he extracts the story of what's happened to her throughout the day. And he decides to have Shiloh find Jared because Jared is a,
1: the fault for the for all of this. Yeah, I mean, I loved that part because he was like, "Who did this to you?" Blah, like that was a, that was well done.
0: And I loved the torture scene with Jared. That might make me an awful evil person, but I thought that was absolutely beautifully done. Yeah, I loved it
1: too. That was amazing. (laughs) Loved it. See, I like the dark parts of this book, but it's just that the main hero wasn't very dark. Well, I mean, he did he did torture him, so I guess he is dark. He's just not dark towards the heroine. He's a pushover with the heroine.
0: Tristan isn't. No. You'll like Tristan in love. Thank God. Okay. But Shiloh finds Jared. And he finds a stash of roofies and a stack of pictures of Minnie. As she bends over at work, he takes pictures
1: of her. She does yoga at work. I Yeah, I don't have... That was the very first time that we saw Jared say inappropriate things to her. She was doing yoga at work and like bending over. That's right. So of course he has lots of pictures of her bent over because she does yoga at work.
0: But Riker has him tied to a chair and he wakes up from where he was unconscious. He gives him a drink of water and scares the ever-living shit out of him. And Riker confesses that he is actually greed and Jared mistakes him for a god, which entertains Riker. And Riker then explains to Jared all of the horrid things that he's been thinking and wanting to do and all of his dirty fantasies. And Jared starts to get hard. And it turns out, That there are demon frogs and the sweat of a demon frog is an aphrodisiac much more potent than viagra and the water was laced with demon frog sweat
1: yeah this stuff is so potent that like a few drops will make a demon hard for days let alone a human it's like super potent stuff so he's so hard and like so horny that he's literally like leaking pre-cum he could see it he brings in this sexy demon And he says, she will do unspeakable things to you. (laughs) You just have to call your lawyer and you have to call work and you have to take back everything you said about Minnie and tell them that you're going on vacation. So obviously he's, he does both. And this lady demon is like going down on him real good. And then she stops because he has made the calls that were necessary. (laughs) And she stands up and turns around
0: and bends over to show him her pussy with the 50 plus razor sharp teeth. And she plays with him.
1: Yeah. Cause Riker says, all right, go ahead. Have fun. <laughs> she gives him a lap
0: dance. She strokes him. You know, he, she's just, and he's begging her, please don't, please don't, please don't, please stop. And Riker continues to call Jared out on things that he's done, like recording calls that's come into the center. And the demon then proceeds to slide on his dick and bite it off. But
1: that doesn't kill him. No. Oh, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Just makes him really unhappy for a little bit.
0: There are demon centipedes. (laughs) Now, I have a problem with arachnids. I don't care how big they are. I don't care how small they are. I don't want them in my house. I don't want them near me. There is napalm for a reason. If I could have a flamethrower to get rid of spiders, I would have one in a heartbeat. And my note was demon centipedes because regular ones are so soft and fucking fluffy. (laughs) Riker calls these demon centipedes to basically eat Jared alive.
1: And he does... I don't know. I think it's like something like he sees his soul separate from his body and we know that he actually died. Here is my one note on the vagina teeth. (laughs) (laughs) If you ask most guys, if you describe a a vagina with teeth, they wouldn't want to put their dick anywhere near that, right?
0: No, they wouldn't.
1: Yet if you ask most men, do you like blowjobs? What do they say? Hell yes. Please tell me what the difference is. I don't think I've ever thought about it quite like that, but you're right, right? This is not something I have thought of. I think it was a meme I saw somewhere, but this reminded me of that meme because it was a quite a vagina with teeth. But yeah, most most guys are all about blowjobs and mouths have teeth. <laughs> so that is my, my note on teeth vagina. Thank you.
0: Meanwhile, he's torturing Jared. And I also have a note, mad props for creative torture scene. Yeah. It's so well done.
1: Yeah, this was fun to to read, which probably says a lot about me. (laughs) That's okay. It says the same about me.
0: But afterwards, we get back to Minnie's home, and he calls her Little Bird. It was cute. Which I thought was cute. But it's also what the crazy psycho guy in den of vipers calls roxy so every time i heard little bird it was superimposed with this blood-covered <laughs> crazy guy with a knife
1: so i've never read it on purpose oh we have to because if i because i figured we would read it for the podcast so i have stayed away from it on purpose i also as we know don't like reverse harem and that's a reverse harem so but I figured I'd read it with you. Because <laughs> I know you'd gonna, I knew we would have to read Den of Vipers at some point. So I'm keeping that on my TBR for a podcast, just like I'm keeping the third quarantine book for TBR for podcasts. This podcast is really cutting into my reading.
0: Well, see, I just go ahead and read what I want to read and figure I'll read it again when it's time for the podcast.
1: Yes but also I feel like if I haven't read it yet, I should stay away from it because I want to give you guys my genuine first impressions of the book. That's why I haven't read it. It's fine. You may read it as many times as you want me. I'm going to, I'm going to try and stay away from it because I feel like it's more authentic to me to read it the first time with everybody on the podcast.
0: I just don't have that kind of patience.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm a little bit of a, a masochist in that way, I guess, right? I'm just, just like, no, I will, I will stay away from it and it will hurt me to stay away from it until it, because it's just going to be so much more f- satisfying to read it, if it, like when I do read it then, because it's like a buildup.
0: That's true.
1: I'm uh, Yeah, I'm like edging myself for books. <laughs> but you do it your way and I'll do it mine. So we have
0: dinner with Riker and Minnie. And for dinner, he is flying her to Venice.
1: Yeah, this reminded me of all the mafia books. (laughs) Didn't it though? Yeah, 100%. I was for it. Because he has his
0: private jet and a private chef on board. I think the only thing that didn't fall under that category is they don't have sex on the airplane.
1: Yes, because they still (laughs) haven't even had sex yet. Don't hold back, Matt
0: how do you really feel
1: and please oh my god I was so mad because I was like finally they're on the plane there has to be a bedroom there has to be a bedroom there has to be a shower that has to be they just fucking eat he tries they fucking eat that's it that's all they do and then she falls
0: asleep he tries she falls asleep it's not his fault but she says it's too soon and they've not known each other long enough
1: yeah and he I'm sorry If any of our other heroes were to hear that, did they not hear that from every, did Emma not say no? Did Mary not say no? Did Dylan not say no? (laughs) Need I go on? No, I think you made your point. They all said no. And they all had sex anyway. And it was amazing. There was a plane. They didn't have sex on the plane, guys. They didn't have sex on the plane. But he he comments that he's having a
0: hard time controlling himself around her. Apparently not. And that patience is not his strong suit. He's (laughs) used to just taking what he wants, and she flinches.
1: Yeah, yeah. And my note was so fucking take it. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I said so fucking do it. You're an awfully considerate for an archangel who has fallen and is an original sin.
0: Oh, my God. Well, he he goes alpha here Mm -hmm. because he says, who hurt you? And he takes it very personally that someone has very obviously hurt many in the past. And he wants to know who and he wants to know when and he wants to know how. But he doesn't force it out of her. No. She says, we'll talk about it later. I just don't have the mental ability to do it right now.
1: And fucking agrees to it. (laughs) Please don't take this the wrong way Brooklyn I really liked your book. Okay I just was If you've listened to our previous episodes you know why I'm reacting this way. Again I really liked the book. I just you're a fucking archangel. You know what you know what everybody else would have done. You know what of uh, Dimitri would have done?
0: Well maybe just maybe Breikert is better and above all of that, because he was an archangel. We haven't gotten to why he's fallen yet.
1: No, we haven't.
0: So maybe he is still secretly a good guy.
1: Yeah, okay, fine. Fine, you win.
0: (laughs) I win so rarely. But they get to Venice, and they have dinner.
1: And they don't have sex.
0: And they don't have sex. (laughs) But after dinner, he takes her back to this villa. And she is floored by how much space there is and how expensive everything is and the original paintings. And he starts getting frustrated with her because why does everything have to come down to how much it costs? Why can't she just accept that he wants to spend his money on her and let him spend his money as he chooses?
1: Because she's a heroine of a romance novel. That's how we're supposed to act.
0: Okay. But they have a little bit of a tiff. And then, then he goes to bed alone and the demon who keeps the house goes to Riker to offer him a blowjob. job.
1: And he says, no, we're 70% in, there's still no sex. I'm not keeping track or anything. <laughs> but he
0: feels guilty and that's why he says no. And he doesn't understand it. He's confused by the fact that he's not just, accepting the fact that Leanne is there and can get him off. And instead, he's in the shower jacking off like four times in the shower until he can't stand any longer. And he just doesn't know what to do with himself.
1: I can tell you what he could do, but
0: he's not going to do it. Then the next day, he avoids Minnie. They do a couple of touristy things, but for the most part, he buries himself in work. Yeah, because he got blue balls. And Minnie takes it personally. Yeah, She she thinks to herself, why can't I be more like Leanne? Why do I have to push his buttons? And then she has a moment of clarity. and She's like, no, he needs to like me for who I am. And I am not that person. And he just has to deal with it. But he's obviously avoiding me and he's leaving the ball in my court. So it's up to me to make the next move. So she's in a sheer robe when she interrupts his work. Yes, yeah, she does. And she's very obviously naked underneath. 72% in.
1: 72% in.
0: And he does do the arm sweep to clear everything off the dresser. The sex
1: is good once it happens, guys. It's amazing. It just took a long time for me. But
0: it was hot when it happened. Yeah, it was really
1: good. I really enjoyed it. My note
0: was incredible sex, of course. But also because he's practiced on billions of women.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. My thought is 72% and is this actually going to happen? And then it actually happened at 73%.
0: But he has a literal world-stopping orgasm. Yeah.
1: But he says something like, you taste like warm milk with honey on a rainy day to her. Like when he's like licking her skin and stuff.
0: Warm milk with honey is a drink that some cultures give children. Like at, at bedtime. It's a comfort thing.
1: Okay. Thank you. See, yeah, it was like a cultural thing. I just didn't get it.
0: And I laughed. Because she's covering her mouth. She's not wanting, she's trying not to be loud. And it says, she covered her mouth, not only to stifle the next yell as he continued to assault her with his hot tongue, but so she didn't say something she shouldn't. She could only imagine how awkward it must be for him always to have women yelling his father's name. It brought the meaning of the word strange to a whole new level.
1: Yes, 100% that was hysterical. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Why do we scream that when we have sex? So weird, especially if you're not religious <laughs> or even if you are religious, it's just a weird thing to say. It really is. I haven't, th- I've never thought about it. I've never thought about it up until just now because it's everybody, Oh, well, I shouldn't say, it, but no, it, everybody does. Everybody screams that or says it or thinks it. And if you are religious, that's weird. And if you're not religious, that's weird.
0: Now I'm going to be self-conscious every time I have sex. Thank you, Nat. Sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry.
1: (laughs) If anything, it makes more sense to scream like, oh, Lucifer.
0: Yeah, but that's so long. God is just easy to get out.
1: I guess. Maybe that's why, but.
0: But anyway, but he notes that the world stops when when he hits his climax. Quite literally. Literally everything freezes because the only time the world does that is when a prophecy branch opens up. So something, with his relationship with Minnie, something has just occurred. Something big has just occurred. He doesn't know what it is, but something has just rocked the world. And then his wings pop out. Yeah. Yeah, they do. It's like a wing boner. And they talk for a few minutes with her with his wings out because she's just not afraid of him. But she's like, can we do that again? But with the wings out.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't you want to do that? Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would take it one step further. I'd be like, can we do this flying?
0: I have a problem with flying. Not flying. It's, it's the crashing part that bothers me. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I would be more or less comfortable with just strong arms and a wingspan (laughs) when I feel awkward and frightened when I'm in tons and tons of metal that could maybe protect me a little bit should the plane go
1: down okay here's the thing though it wouldn't it would be fine because you would be with an archangel and clearly he knows what he's doing in and out of flying
0: I can see your point
1: how freaking cool would that be I mean for me anyway I think it'd be badass have you ever been on a roller coaster and you get that feeling in your stomach when you go down? Can you imagine that and an orgasm? Oh, okay, you're right on this one. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> so he realizes that he loves her and he kind of freaks out about it because he's immortal and she's mortal. And that means that she's going to die. And he hits the point where he's feeling more like Maddox than he ever has since he fell and we finally find out how he fell and what happened he has a flashback to the war and first we see him save shiloh's life one of the guards is attacking shiloh because part of shiloh's family were traitors so he this this guy has determined that they all have to die and Maddox says, no, that's, that is not how we're going to play it. And he cuts the hand off of the angel and he cuts his wings off. And then he sees Lucifer and Michael fighting in the distance and he goes to stop them from killing each other. He gets there just in time to get his blade under Michael's just before he takes off Lucifer's head. And because he chose to stop Michael from killing Lucifer, he was pushed out of heaven. He didn't do it because he was taking sides. He did it because he didn't want brothers killing brothers. He said, he's my brother and I would stop him from killing you. Just like you're my brother and I would stop you from killing him. So I do think that he's kind of a good guy at the heart because it's not really his fault that he fell. No. Unlike so many of the other angels He didn't make that decision. He didn't make that choice to fight for Lucifer as opposed to against him. I think that has a little bit to do with why he's a little bit more of a cinnamon roll.
1: And don't get me wrong, guys. If you you like cinnamon rolls, like there's nothing wrong with it. A cinnamon roll is a very good type of hero to like and to read about. It's just not one of my favorite because I like the alpha (laughs) douchebags. Everybody has
0: their type. Yes. But the vacation is over and they get back home and there's a voicemail from Penny. Something's wrong with Toby.
1: Yeah. And then poor Toby. Toby dies. And my whole thing is, what is the point of an archangel if he cannot save a dog from dying? And also, what is the point of Toby dying? I didn't find that necessary. Why why did that happen in the book? Like, I didn't find it to move the story, to be honest with you. It was sad. It probably was the saddest thing I've read in quite a while, which after, like, <laughs> we read some fucked up things and a dog dying is what made me sad. But I didn't understand why that needed to happen. It just made them go take a shower together. <laughs> because yes, to romance now, we get the shower scene, guys. They break the towel rack. <laughs>
0: Well, she does tell him to be rough with her.
1: Yeah, that was another thing that, compl- I mean, I loved it. Don't, please don't get me wrong. I was all about this sex scene. But it was just out of nowhere where he was telling her to call him master and shit. It was just confusing because that came out of nowhere and it never came up again. Ooh, like, kind of like the dog thing. I was like, what book am I reading? I'm confused. Well, I understood
0: the, her not wanting softer kind.
1: Yes, because she just needed something to take her mind off of her dog dying.
0: And I guess that his opinion on how to be rough involves full control because, you know, no no hands on her knees. I'm going to fuck your mouth.
1: Yeah, this was very Zoe Blake-like. It was. Which, again, we know I enjoy my Zoe Blake book. So I liked this. I just, it was just out a left field for me. And uh, I was, I was for it.
0: I think that it's because he's trying to give her what she needs and she needs something less her. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure.
1: But it was hot. It was super hot. It was so hot. They broke the, like I said, they broke the towel rack. I think it was because the sex scene was uh, in the bathroom, but not quite in the shower. It was a new take on the shower scene.
0: He tells her to hold onto the shower rod. And my note was, you know, those aren't that stable.
1: No, no. But yeah, it was uh, very creative. I liked it a lot. It was hot. So yeah, they, they have some sexy, sexy time. And then they do take a shower afterwards. And then he surprise then he surprises her and, and takes her to the hospital.
0: You know, this is this just a curse to me. But at some point he gets confused about why Minnie is taking Toby's death so hard. And he draws a parallel between what would he do and how would he feel if something happened to Minnie. Mm-hmm. And he has that startling realization that he might not be able to go on. And maybe that was the point of Toby dying. Okay. It was to so that he had that moment of humanity.
1: Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Fair. Fair. See, this is why we read these together because some things I get and some things Tori gets. And then we get a whole, a whole conversation about smart things about books. <laughs> um. And why they happened. Because I completely missed that, so.
0: Then he takes her several days, she she mourns for several days, and then he takes her to the hospital.
1: Yeah, and he, because he, he knows that her father died of cancer, and it was really hard for her that he surprised her with well, more or less opening this whole cancer wing in the hospital with all the money he had in memory of her father. And she was obviously very taken with that
0: he lets her talk. He lets her mingle. He lets everyone congratulate her and except with the guys that gets too close
1: for that. (laughs) Finally acting like,
0: and he was, he was finally showing that she's mine to everyone else. It wasn't just in his head this time.
1: Finally acting like the the alpha possessive that I like.
0: (laughs) And he tells her to wait that he'll get the car. And my note was, ah, here's the trouble.
1: Yep. Because some girl comes over to her and she starts crying or something. Yeah. She
0: sees a, I think it was a little girl crying in the shadows. And being the Mary Sue that she is, she has to go see what's, what's, and I've got my Star Wars quote here I might well it's, it's quoted wrong but it's <laughs> where it's from it was don't look it's a trap because when Minnie gets there the child is not a child but the child is a demon
1: and Skye's behind it because she told her to stay away from Riker and she did not and Skye's pissed right I think it was Skye
0: I think so she hears a loud noise and there's blinding light and it doesn't say what happened, but I'm assuming that that Riker has, has dispatched the demon. It's what I'm going to assume has happened. Then he takes her flying. He grabs her and he takes to the sky and she kind of flips out on him.
1: I mean, I'd be for it, but we already went through that. So.
0: And he says, you're my little bird, my raven haired beauty of hope.
1: Oh, yeah. Cause she says, why do you keep calling me little bird? And he said, I'll tell before that, at some point, and he says, I'll, eventually, I'll tell you. And that's why he calls her Little Bird.
0: And after this, we get the story of what happened to Minnie. She glosses over the details, but she does give Riker the names. And he explains that he, that those people are now marked. And that means when they die, if they've been a particularly terrible person, they just go straight to hell. They don't go through the whole intake process. And sometimes they're really, really, really bad people get hellhounds chased after them before they die which brings Minnie back to Sam at the very beginning of her book she says I think I heard that
1: yeah I think what happens is Sky is at his apartment right with Nevin and they're like they showered or something and then Minnie comes to visit and Sky opens the door and like clearly looks like she had sex
0: and then she lies to Riker about it because he questions. he says, did I hear somebody at the door? And she says, no.
1: Yeah. And she's in a really great mood.
0: <laughs> My note was he's going to make her wish he just killed her and I want to see it.
1: But he does figure it out eventually. And he says, let me make sure I understand this. in it's entirely. Menetta came over last night and you answered the door and nothing but Nevin's shirt, wet hair from just being fucked and having a shower. Yes. Did you tell her that you were here with me? No. I swear I didn't say anything like that. She must have drawn her own conclusion because Minnie booked it out of there because she thought that Sky and, and was cheating on her.
0: That Riker was cheating on her
1: with Skye. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that put her in danger again because the only reason demons aren't really attacking Minnie is because she's being protected by Riker. And if she runs away from him, there is no Riker to save her. So he
0: basically vanishes her he tells nevin get her out of my sight i don't want to ever see her again
1: yep stay away from me i never want to see you again the only reason i'm not sending you to hell where you belong is because of the woman you chased off manetta would not want me to kill you isn't that fucking irony for you so she leaves and then does does she get kidnapped again she
0: goes back to visit her mom because she's thinking that she's going to move. And Riker finds her in her mom's room and her mom recognizes that he's an angel.
1: Oh, yeah. And this is really sweet because for a little bit there, her mom can actually remember because of his presence it clears her her fog in her brain and she can recognize Minnie, And they had like a, a really cute chat it was really sweet. I appreciated that they got that moment of closure.
0: And then she and Riker have a very long conversation because she feels guilty because she's keeping things from him.
1: Yeah, and she tells him about the ultimatum that Michael and Penny gave her. Well, really, Michael gave her. Penny was just there for it.
0: And he completely blames Michael. He refuses to believe that Minnie might actually feel something for him. And he says something to the effect that the world could burn. He leaves her
1: and then Shiloh yells at him. Which was amazing.
0: Yeah, I appreciated Shiloh in that moment.
1: Yeah. He's like, boy, you're an idiot. (laughs) Because up until this point, Shiloh was very accommodating to him. He does everything for him. He... He never challenges him on anything because Riker saved him back in heaven and he's been with him ever since. It's like a loyal follower in his server. So for Shiloh to raise his voice and give him an actual opposing opinion was uh, very crucial and uh, a highlight because it's not something that would have happened otherwise if it wasn't an important thing. So Shiloh yells at Riker and he says... Uh, Seriously, after all this time and all these years, I thought you would have some common sense about you. You clearly love her and she loves you, so stop being an idiot. (laughs) I love it.
0: While they're having this conversation, Minnie is being attacked by a demon. Of course. She's decided that she's had the closure with her mom, so she's going to fulfill the trip that she and her father were doing to see a new place every year. And a large creature, I think, comes through the windshield of her car. And she keeps trying to explain that Riker left her and that it's over and that he doesn't need to kill her any longer. What I liked about the conversation with Shiloh is he says, but she lied. She wasn't going to see me again. And Shiloh was like, well, no shit. Maybe if you looked in the mirror and realized you're an asshole, that might help you out a bit. Yeah. But then he says, if he says, my boy, you are the only thing that I have left in this world that I love and care about. And I'm telling you right now, I will leave and never speak to you again if you don't fix this right now. You're serious. I swear it on my son's death.
1: Yeah. And so he does go, but it's a little late when he finds her. She's being attacked and uh, she does die. <laughs> and obviously, I guess this goes back to your point with the dog, which very good point. He's he's doing whatever all of us do when we're losing someone that we love. We start the the bargain. We start saying like, I'll do anything. Just please. He's talking to God. He's saying, Father, please help her. If you ever loved me, save her. And the sky remained quiet. No words of comfort came from above. More tears fell from my eyes landing on her still form. She- and he says, what good is being an archangel then? Like, if I can't save her, because uh, I think he asked Michael to save her. He must, he, he asked everybody to save her.
0: He does, but Michael gets there and she's already gone.
1: Yeah. And he says, what good is being an archangel then if you can't bring her back? And honestly, my note was, uh, that's kind of my whole question as well. What is, it <laughs> seems kind of useless. Well, even Michael, his response to that is, I don't know. But she's- She's gone and Riker is devastated.
0: He goes to hell to find her soul. Well, I should clarify, she's not in hell. Her soul is not in hell, but she has to follow the river Styx to the point where it's determined if she goes to heaven or to hell. And we know she's going to heaven. But he gets there before the decision is made and he's able to at least talk with her. And he begs her to stay in hell with him, which is an awful lot to ask.
1: And of course she doesn't because she's a Mary Sue. Even though she loves him, she says, no, you will go on and it'll be fine. I'll be, always be with you because I love you, but I have to go. I have to go on. I have to go on to where I'm supposed to be. And, uh, and Sky shows up. Yeah. And
0: apologizes. He did make a promise to Minnie. Her dying wish was that he stay the man that that she's fallen in love with, not the man that he, that she met. And that's what holds that promise is what holds his sanity is because he has to live up to the promise that he made her.
1: Mm -hmm. But then she shows up and she is an angel. (laughs) She's the first human turned angel. I think that has ever happened.
0: He wants to know how often she's able to visit. And she says, well, what if I told you I'm a guardian angel now and I get to stay on earth? And it turns out that she was made Riker's guardian angel because he redeemed himself and he deserves to be happy. He said, I was a positive influence on you. You should know that Michael got down on his knee as he asked for this favor. He said, you had the chance to kill him and you didn't. She did get to see her mom and dad while she was in heaven and she can visit whenever she's back there. Yeah. And then we get the epilogue. Then Riker gives her the ruby on a chain.
1: Yeah. And it's really funny because then Lucifer shows up and he's asking her for a favor, right? Yes. And then we have to find out what happens in the next book because that's where the book ends. The end, they live happily ever after and they have lots of earth-shattering wing sex.
0: <laughs> I would be more inclined to have sex while flying if I also
1: had wings. I think that would make me feel better. And it wouldn't be a novelty. Because you could fly whatever you wanted. You have to go making sense. (laughs) Sorry. But folks, that's Greed by Brooklyn Cross. It was a fun read, even though I complained throughout the whole thing.
0: (laughs) I think if there had been more sex, you'd have been happier.
1: Yes. There wasn't enough sex for me. There was a lot of sex in the book, but there wasn't a lot of sex between the main hero and heroine. Next week, We're going to
0: be going to book two of The Seven Sins, which is Lust by Drethi Annis. And as we've already talked about, we are both super excited for that because we enjoyed her books so much. So we're really looking forward to Lust.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about it for sure. Plus, I mean, it's a romance novel about the sin lust. It has to be hot, right? Please tell me it's not a slow burn. It's not 73% into the book, right? No, no, no. Okay. 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 Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Just a reminder to please rate and review. Also, if you post a screenshot of your review in our Facebook group, the Trigger Warning Listener Support Group, you will be eligible to win a signed copy of the Ruthless
1: Obsession series by Zoe Blake. Yeah, you have to post it the picture in the post about the giveaway. So don't just randomly post it.
0: (laughs) The message is pinned, so it's easy to find.
1: Yes, sometimes we do things right. Don't hold us accountable to that every time, though. I have a palate cleanser. It's not a PG one, so i am gonna be very vague about it. But um, my husband and I went to a wedding last week, and we actually had some alone adult time without children and in a hotel room with giant windows. The end.
0: Ooh, <laughs> you're going to leave that to our imaginations, huh?
1: And we were on the very top floor, a.k.a. Zoe Blake's sweet savagery style (laughs) Uh, but also it was just a lot of fun uh seeing my friends because i haven't seen them in quite a while at the wedding so
0: i guess my palette cleanser is not so much something that's happened as something that's about to happen because i'm leaving on sunday to visit friends and family more so friends than family but i haven't seen them since before thanksgiving so i am super excited my niece is nine she's in a little league tournament and i'm going to be there to to cheer her on and i am i can't wait
1: oh it's gonna be so much fun that's great anyway thanks for listening everybody please follow us on our social medias we are at trigger warning romance on uh, on pretty much everything facebook instagram and tiktok and we will see you next time when we read lust take care have a great week everybody